Welcome along to 98.0. Welcome back if you are a regular subscriber and uh, welcome along if you are new to this gig. Remember to tell your friends, spread the word to all cricket fans and cricket followers who might be interested in all of our great content. This week, my guest is Richard Clark, aka The Grumbler, well known to regular listeners to 98.0. Let's get into it. Welcome, Richard. Good to see you back, uh, and uh, happy new year. Happy new year to da- oh, Darren. Um, are we allowed to say that? Is it too late to say that? Well, I think we'll draw the line there, given that it's the nineteenth <laughs> okay. of January when we are recording this. So I think yes, that's fine. That's fine. So cricket doesn't stop, and in fact, post Christmas, I think the cricketing calendar is as busy as it ever can get with all of these new franchise um tournaments that are taking off um the SA20 having a particular impact but I noticed from your excellent um county cricket newsletter there was a a statistic that jumped out at me that um there are 70 English professional cricketers playing in franchise cricket around the world at the moment which points to the strength of the white ball game yeah and that was a piece that I think it was from the times that I linked to and in the in the newsletter I linked to lots of Lots of stories, so I'm not going to claim that stat as, as as my own. But you're right; it does speak to the strength of talent within the English game. Albeit, of course, we have four tournaments on at the t- same time at the moment. There's the Big Bash, there's the South African one, there's the it's called the international one, but it's actually out of the UAE, and the Bangladeshi one as well. And there's only so much big talent to go around. So you've had the likes of Robin Das. Um, who is a player at Essex. He's uh, played about a handful of games and mostly been seen in the 50 over because other players are missing for the tournament that shall not be named, for example. And yet he's appeared in the Bangladeshi or he's been called up into the uh, Bangladeshi league. He is Bangladeshi, he has a Bangladeshi background. So that's maybe maybe special, but he's he's barely been on the radar of, of Essex, to be honest, in their frontline white ball tournament. So it's an indication of the amount of talent that is needed if you're going to play, as we've got at the moment, four T20 tournaments at the same time. And as we speak at the moment, the county championship is, what, 78, 79 days away? That's right. I'll tell you what, there's so much talent in these T20s, but it's I don't mind some hit and giggle. It's absolutely fine. But the championship means so much more to me. But then again, I'm an old man. <laughs> Not as old as me. <laughs> and I'm better um, looking, but you know, I didn't want to bring that up. You know, well, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's a good point. Um, one of the things that, um, I, I've been, it's it's pretty hard to follow, and it's pretty hard to sort of be um, engaged um, with all of these tournaments because it is a bit kind of like you switch on, you watch it, you move on, and sometimes, or quite a lot of times, depending on your point of view, the result is actually quite irrelevant. You just watch it because it's kind of like cricketing wallpaper. Um, but yeah, Robin Das, um, who was at Brentwood School only a couple of years ago, um, out there in Bangladesh. The other one that caught my eye, but I've got a bit of self-interest in this one, was Grant Rolfson, who um, was playing club cricket at Billericay last year, um, hitting it to all corners of many, many grounds across the county. He got picked up by Essex for the Royal London Cup and did pretty well there. He got August Player of the Month um, by the Essex fans. And here he is now playing for... Um, 
my Cape Town, I think is how you pronounce it, although it's Mumbai Indians Cape Town because they own the franchise. Um, and alongside Jofra Archer and um, Sam Curran and, uh, and and holding his own. So if you are interested in sort of uh, particularly Essex cricket, there, there's a lot to kind of uh, keep you uh, engaged out there. Yeah, I think uh, Matt Critchley's obviously been out to the Big Bash. He's, he's in the in the Lions one-day team, the Lions white ball team, isn't he, as well? And Paul Water is out. Is he in the Bangladeshi League, is he? I'm not sure. I think is he there or is he Dubai? Yeah. It might be Dubai. It might be Dubai. He's been called up. And, of course, Matt Critchley has been talked about in England terms, but the Lions call-up is kind of the first time he's... He's had um, significant English England recognition, unless I'm wrong about that. But certainly, Paul Walter, um, I mean, there were maybe people this time last year that were wondering, is he going to make it? Is he not going to make it? There was still that element of doubt about him in both forms of cricket. But he's absolutely kicked on. Got a gig in the in the tournament that that shall not be named. <laughs> and he's now got an did very um, well a, a, a T T20 franchise gig. So, you know. Um, there's a lot of talk about the dearth of talent within the English cricket, but if you look at Paul Water, he's an example of opportunities leading to uh, growth, you know, and, and that's what county cricket or the county system has been. Um, and of course, the club system in Essex, because he came through club cricket. Uh, that, 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 yeah. Was he Billericay again? Was yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's what, what I'm saying is the market is telling you the system is working. Right, albeit there's four tournaments on at the moment, so you need to dig deep. But the the market tells you that that system is is working because they could go to other forms of cricket in other countries. They could go to the to South Africa. They could go to Pakistan, India, all these places. But there's 70 county cricket players, or or English players, I, I should say. But they'll all have come through the county system that are being employed at the moment. That must be an indication that something's right. We criticise yeah. an indication that something's right. I think it's, it's, there's an interesting point you raised about market forces dictating, um, you know, the, the direction of travel. Uh, and the other thing, and we're not going to get into this, but the other thing that is telling me the world, cricket, whatever, is that as far as white ball goes, twenty T20 is where it's at. There's no need for any other format or tinkering with the system. If you're going to do the franchise stuff, it's T20 and that's it. You said you didn't want to get into it. Because <laughs> you can if you want. You can if you want. You know that. <laughs> well, we've got a lot to get through. But I mean, just quickly, do you, mean, do, you, do you agree with that? I mean, does it kind of like... and, and Yes. From from yes, what yes, we've been reading over the last couple of days, there does seem to be a kind of a, a shift in thinking um, with the ECB and obviously with the, with the new people at the top that... Um, Maybe there might be a change of heart. Maybe there's there's a lessening of enthusiasm for uh, the tournament that shall not be named. Look, I mean, I don't want to go down the same rabbit hole I always go down because I think I bore people, but it doesn't. But it doesn't stop being wrong in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. And what I talk, what we will talk about is, is is what is what is mostly wrong in my opinion is the way it was developed and the and the process that the ECB went to 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 develop it. But if you think about it strategically, how <laughs> if. If the power in cricket and the money in cricket is in India and the IPL is among the most important sporting competitions in the world in terms of TV deals, in terms of um, uh, uh, attendance, uh, general interest, albeit it is, it doesn't go, it, 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 it's not big all over the world like 
like soccer is, football is, but then again, nor is NFL, and that's arguably the most moneyed sport in the world. It's certainly got the biggest TV deal. So my point is, how are you going to beat India if India is, is utterly invested and is making a huge success of T20 cricket? And if you're looking, so there's that element at the top. The other end is, is at, at the bottom of the game. There's a big push to get cricket in the Olympics. It was in the Commonwealth Games, albeit it, it was only the women's side. But that I think that's a big, that, that would be really good to get it in the Olympics. Um, albeit it's not the, it, there's a lot of things that need to, need to be worked out. But I see it as a platform and as a goal for the likes of German cricket, which has a, it has a, a foothold in Ger Germany, Italian cricket, European cricket in general. Um, I see it as something potentially, if it grows enough, if it develops in the way that I envisage, something to go for. And that's going to be based around T20 cricket as well. So there are forces from the top and forces from the bottom that suggest that T20 is the way to go and you need to uh, put your <coughs> eggs in that particular basket because that's what the world's playing. We are the only country who playing this singular event, which is sucking up all the resource and the attention. Yeah, exactly. And as you say, no one else has thought of even trying to adopt it or experimenting with it. But uh, let, let's let's pull ourselves out of that rabbit hole because there's some other big stories breaking today. As I said, we're recording this on the 19th of January, Thursday lunchtime. Um, big story today. Steve Smith has... It's been announced that Steve Smith will play three games for Sussex uh, in the upcoming season um, in preparation and trying to acclimatise himself for... The Ashes. Now, there's a complete stream of vitriol uh, for this happening. Me as a cricket lover, uh, and being of nature, I remember that when touring sides used to come here for the whole summer and would play counties, and um, there were a lot of overseas players playing the whole season uh, in England. Uh, the thought of watching Steve Smith playing for Sussex against Marnus Labuschagne for Glamorgan on May the 18th can only be a good thing, but I seem to be in a minority on this. Uh, and I, I know that you've done a, a poll, haven't you, today on your Twitter, which seems to chuck up similar negativity. Well, the poll was in, in the newsletter, actually, but it was, it was, it's come up as, and this is on the day it's announced, it's come up as basically 60-40, it's 59-41, but 60-40 against. But a, another uh, poll later down the newsletter and as, as as you said just google county cricket newsletter is the first thing that comes up and i put polls in every week and the second poll is about the concept what's the point of championship cricket is it to prepare the england team is it a uh, a competition in its own right now and and that came up like 90 10 it's a, it's, it's a competition in its own right well if it's a competition in its own right then Sussex can sign Steve Smith, in my opinion. If it's not a competition in its own right, if it's about England, and bear in mind, given that 80% of, of, of the revenue of English cricket comes from English internationals, I understand the, the monetary argument there. But if it's about England, then no. Then no, you don't. And it's, it's, it's an interesting split, but these are the fundamentals that, that I go back to that undermine every decision in, 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 uh, in English cricket. Uh, certainly the relationship between international cricket and domestic cricket is what is domestic cricket for? Because I think we've jettisoned the idea through um, neglect, I suppose, that 
the county championships important? Well, when I was growing up, Essex were given the trophy by Prince Philip at, at Buckingham Palace. It was kind of important, right? It yeah, was yeah. important. It was part of uh, Sports Review of the Year. It, it doesn't really, Sports Personality of the Year, it doesn't really crop up in that way. It'll be a glance, if anything. So for me, you answer that, answer that fundamental question about the point of championship cricket, <coughs> whether it's a, a competition in its own right with, with value in winning it, and the teams are important, and then you answer the Steve Smith question. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah, watching Steve Smith and Labashain play, two of, the, two of the best batsmen in the world, in an intimate setting as well, an yeah. intimate setting, where you can see him on the boundary, and you might even have a chat. You know, that, that's what county cricket can offer you that you're not going to get literally anywhere else. I remember going to um, Southgate, Middlesex were playing Leicestershire and Saywag was with Leicestershire. He's walking around the boundary. He's walking around the boundary and it's, and it's not a ground with, with, with stands, Southgate. They're only temporary stands. So kids were going up and asking Saywag for his autograph. Yeah. Right? And, and this guy in India <laughs> is, is a godlike figure. Yeah, yeah. The intimacy... That you'll able to you'll you'll be able to hear Steve Smith swear when he gets out <laughs> at home, and that's the only opportunity you'll you'll see stars up close and personal. And I see the attraction that, but I absolutely see the other side. I'm a little bit of a fence sitter in here because I think we are, we need to ask the fundamental question first. Do you think that's another um, taking a slightly different angle on this? There's a thing about um, uh, with, with uh, Steve Smith at Sussex, he's going to see Joffre up close. And by the way, it's great to see him back bowling again um, in that SA20 tournament I was talking about. Oh, he's going to see the England players up close and he's going to get get his homework done. And But surely that's been one of the ongoing uh, features of this T20 franchise cricket over the last few years is that people do get, you know, you do get... Um, Ben Stokes playing alongside David Warner or the like and and getting to know these guys and how they play and what their strengths and weaknesses are. Um, so therefore, him playing at, Su at Sussex um, and being up close to some of these the England guys doesn't really make any difference, does it? Well, I think the only thing about that is he's seeing Joffre up uh, Archer, for example, and other bowlers in the championship yeah. perform on lower and slower wickets. Um, so there is seeing them in English conditions you could argue that that is an advantage, and I absolutely get that. But in terms, but you're right. You go onto any cricketer's Instagram or anything like that, yeah. and they're all socialising with each other because, especially in the franchise world, they're often teammates. Okay, I mean, I think it's all just whatever way you look at it. It's just more. If you wanted to make the ashes any more mouth watering than it already is, that's just another, um, another reason to be looking forward to this summer um and uh just the the prospect of seeing basball up against these aussies is just uh oh God, i'm beside myself you talk about 78 days until the start of the county championship season but um the first ball of the first test against australia can't come soon enough for me personally i, I really really can't wait okay moving on um but staying with county cricket again referencing your county cricket newsletter um, the goings on at Yorkshire. Now, I saw quite a disappointing tweet last night that they've scrapped their discounted season tickets for students. Uh, apparently, for 17 to 21 year olds, uh, you could get quite a cheap season ticket to go and watch Yorkshire. 
uh, and have all the benefits to go with the, with the season ticket. That's been scrapped, which I think is disappointing because that's absolutely the age group you should be targeting to come down and watch a bit of cricket and uh, enjoy yourselves. But more concerning and possibly more important is the goings-on in the boardroom. And um, we've seen the disappointing news that Lord Patel is to step down, having taken over the reins and trying to implement change with varying degrees of success. And um, the news this morning that uh, Dame Tanny Gray-Thompson will be acting co-chair until the AGM when there'll be a formal selection process goes on. That, to me, seems progress and sensible. But then behind the curtain is the pantomime villain of Colin Graves, who has, I think he's openly said, hasn't he, that, correct me if I'm wrong, that he has got the beans to put the whole thing right and uh, and get Yorkshire back to where they were. Although I would suggest that where they were is not necessarily where you'd want to be in certain descriptions. Um, Colin Graves, I don't think, can be seen as a as a forward move, can it? Well, not in my opinion. Um, I think it's important to say that, and I, I've written about this, it's important to say I, I've, I've never met Colin Graves. I, I don't know him. And it's important to talk out. He has been a business success uh, with Coscolor. He has put his money where his mouth is with regard to Yorkshire and um, prop them up financially um, to, to a large extent. Um, where I have my issues with the the from what I read, yeah, again, it's it's uh, I, I I'm going on media reports um, that the approach that uh, Graves and Teflon Tom Harrison took to the tournament that shall not be named has left us with well, there was talk of you know, words like ambush were used by county chairman, words like bullying were used uh, by those in the county game. Um, certain people feel betrayed about the way that they were treated. Now, yet again, these are words that that were 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 used, or or, or, or um, certainly betrayal was felt, and um, certainly in the select committee when they were called in to talk about the tournament that shall not not be named. Colin Graves said that fans were consulted about the development of this tournament. And I don't believe that to be true in any realistic sense. They might have discussed it with a couple, but in terms of it being put to a fan's body, not at all. Um, but also, leave aside the whys and the wherefores and, 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 and the strengths or weaknesses of the tournament that shall be not, 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 not be named. And as I say, for me, it's the wrong answer to the right question. The way that it was introduced is one of my most is one of the biggest problems that I've got. But it's left us divided, and I think that's a product of the way it was introduced. and And Colin Graves was ECB chair at that time, and Tom Harrison was CEO at that time. They were responsible for the introduction of that tournament, and it's left us massively divided, massively divided. It's so polarized, uh, like so many things are in British society, and I don't see. <laughs> cricket strong enough to survive in a polarised environment. We need unity and to agree what we want cricket to be. There's always going to be some sort of dissent, but I've never seen cricket feel so divided a, a bit be, between its conservative forces and its more what they see as more radical forces. Um, 
and it, my other point is that 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 I thought we were uh, with the tournament that shall not be named. The whole vision of it was to reduce the size of the county game, <laughs> certainly in the short term, um, and um, have based it around big big uh, uh, population centres and the research behind that wasn't ever really open. So the whole way that that was introduced uh, from what I read, and, and you know, I would urge you to look at Nick Holt's piece in the 2020 uh, Wisdom about that. There was talk about NDAs, there was talk about um, take it or leave it style proposals. That's not the way to deal with change. And that method of change has led to the polarisation that we have now. And I don't feel if that approach is applied to Yorkshire, you're not going to get positive um, change for them going forward because you'll leave people behind and Yorkshire needs to be united and cricket needs to be united. So it's for that approach to change that I feel Colin Gray is the wrong person to be appointed Yorkshire chairman. You know, however, you know, it's 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 uh, it's not my business in that set that sense apart from a, i'm a county cricket fan and yorkshire one of the biggest counties and the game seems to be tainted with racism and we absolutely need to solve that not least for uh people coming into the game uh sponsors uh the money in the game it, it, it's going to affect everything that, that from the outside from the casual fan county cricket has a racism problem that's all they read we need to solve that why is it taking so long though? i mean it's clear i mean Situation Essex is dragging on and on. There's the cloud continues to hang over the ground. Um, we had the um business where the new chairman was appointed and then within two or three days had to be relieved of his duties pending an investigation. There are the reports, the QC report still hasn't been published, it's going on and on and on with Yorkshire. Um, why is the situation proving so difficult to um to be dealt with? Because it's very difficult and because lawyers are involved. I would think. I mean, mm. and also, if you look at, I mean, let's look at what's happened with uh, Manchester City. Manchester City, just to, you know, bear with me for a second. Yeah. Um, they, uh, there was a leak of emails a few years ago, and they are, they've been under Premier League investigation for five years. Um, the, and, and I would argue that the delay has drawn the sting out of the whole story. Yeah. Because it's been delayed. It's been delayed and, and people get tired. Um, it, you know, I liken, I liken um, uh, the tournament that shall not be named to, to Brexit, actually. In terms of <laughs> yeah, yeah. People's approach. And, and, and also people got tired of Brexit. It was a story and everyone got tired and we needed some resolution. And that was that was massively important here. There's um. Uh, it, you know, you, when you're dealing with people's lives as well, I mean, the, the, it, while I'm a big fan of, of Lord Patel, I have sympathy to to um, what I gather were some people who were relieved of their duties at the club when when they'd done nothing wrong, they'd not yeah, had a hearing, for, right. for, 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 for example. And we need to be wary of them. We, we need to be mindful <laughs> of that. So these are very thorny situations and they're not easily solved. Um, and uh, you know it's really hard to change a culture, um, and you and but you know for me changing culture talk it, it it talks to 
change of people and different people at the top. And when and if I go back to talk talk about what I was talking about with Graves, I didn't. I don't think the culture of the people at the top of the ECB have have put the ECB or English cricket in the right place. That applies to York Yorkshire. Lord Patel was the right person in my opinion, but he's been hammered. He's been yeah. absolutely hammered. Um, but you know, he would argue strongly that club might have closed down. Oh, I think he's That's right. That's what he says. It was yeah. an existential threat. All the sponsors were leaving. We had to do something to get some money in. The international games were going. This is what we were reading. And he says time and time again, there was an existential threat. So he had to do something to change it. He's been criticised and pilloried um, all over the shop. Um, but I, I look at the way he's gone about things. I've got a lot, lot of time for, for him. Um, uh, not perfect. I'm sure he's made mistakes all the way through. So, you know, it's, it's, this is so thorny. We need a resolution. We need a resolution with Essex. We need a resolution with Yorkshire. The fact is, talk about timings, Essex have been fined and found guilty of, of one thing. And then, then the report is, is imminent. So we told, we, we've been told that before. Yorkshire, the hearing's not till March now. Mm. It's it's taken a hell of a long time with Yorkshire, Essex of from what we're sold, what, what we believe, more minor, still important, still serious, but more minor than the allegations against Yorkshire. Um, but they've been punished earlier. You, you have to be very careful with what you say about these because I, I don't want to, you know, and I, I'm not in those meetings. So you know, I don't want to speak in caricature and I understand having worked in high level sports clubs, these things are really complicated. Oh yeah. Really complicated. And you're right. And the legal minefields everyone's got to tip so through is, uh, uh, is time consuming and very, very delicate. So, um, yeah, I mean, I suppose that does explain a long way, but, um, something needs to be done, but you need to just see a little bit of, uh, purpose and a bit of, uh, you know, a will to actually do the right thing. But but the other thing is, if if the if the governance from the ECB had been stronger, we wouldn't be in this situation. They, for me, they've mishandled their approach to the Yorkshire um, uh, racism scandal, uh, in my opinion. Now, sticking with Yorkshire, uh, and again referencing your excellent county cricket newsletter, um, Jeffrey Boycott is suggesting that we scrap the blast. If we scrap the blast. Um, that hits the revenue of counties extremely significantly. Extremely. <coughs> I would suggest if we scrap the blast, county stars will be cut. Maybe some counties will go. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Und undoubtedly. Yeah, I mean, okay. Let, let's assume that. If that's going to happen, where do the players come from? Because the, the franchises only exist for a month, a year, or maybe six weeks. You know, somebody said for for something like um, for for ten months of the year, uh, franchises in the in the tournament that shall not be named are effectively a WhatsApp group. That wasn't written by me, but I wish I had written it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I like it. But but where do you get the players from if North Ants, Derbyshire, Leicester should go under? Um, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. Anyone who doesn't host a, te a test ground, I yeah. would presume, would be in some sort of danger. So you reduce the pool of teams available. So his point that he made was there's no point in the blast and the tournament that shall not be named existing. And I, I actually agree with that. I just go the other way. 
and that's for all reasons that we've talked about uh, in terms of the 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 spread of the game in in the country. Um, yes, there's history involved. Um, um, uh, you know uh, everything that we've everything that we've talked about in 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 this in this podcast. So I don't. I I I think he was trying to argue that he's not a you know he's not averse to a bit of hitting hitting giggle stuff and none of us are it's needed it's absolutely needed and uh the but i don't think how can we well how can we get rid of the bluff when the structure is based around all the all the player pathways go into counties hmm. okay so you you're going to cut off all those player pathways you're going to cut off the heads of some of the player pathways and just have them existing in eight cities for example uh, which which uh, you know I can't prove that that's going to happen, but no one can prove to me it's not. So that's why I disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, it's a bit of a an ill-thought-out statement by uh, Sir Geoffrey. Um, I mean, I think we all know what does need to be canned, um, and the sooner the better in a lot of people's uh, point of view. But uh, the blast certainly is the uh, is the lifeblood for, for all of these smaller, non-test-playing counties. But one you know, I think, while I liken Brexit to uh, the tournament that shall not be named, it's interesting that we're now, there's now talk politically of, there's now the question that everyone's been talking about for ages, this Brexit thing might not be working. Well, now there's the question of, is this, and, and the report from the Worcester chairman <laughs> about the finances of the tournament that shall not, not be named will be very interesting as well. Uh, how can, and this is the culture that we have in England at the moment, which which I really don't like, is 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 if the tournament that shall not be named goes and Brexit goes, for example, say for example, the what we need to have is a culture of not to be gleeful, not to be um, uh, feeling like the forces of conservatism have won. We need to build something better. It's not about it's not about not changing. County cricket has to change or, or, or it dies. The point was that the tournament that shall not be named is not the only way to change. I'm pro change, but pray, but change based out of counties, modernising, um, uh, rethinking the way we do things, but building on the strong pillars that we have on, on, in the game, which is player pathways, county support, history, spreading it all over, over the country rather than centralising it. And things like private equity as well. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I think also, I mean, just in simple terms, um, the success of the you know what has been the marketing. Just apply all of those marketing tools to the blast. You'll get your demographic. You'll get the attention. Well, well they suddenly sat, hang on. That, that they suddenly found the money to to uh, market domestic short form cricket. Suddenly, yeah, white white, white ball cricket. <laughs> was marketed and got back on the BBC, and there were, were 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 there was content thrown into it, marketing thrown into it. Yeah, they haven't done that. So hang on, where where did that money come from? Well, it came from the reserves, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Rich, we'll wrap it up there. Great to chat as always, and um, as we've mentioned a few times in this conversation, make sure you subscribe to. The County Cricket Newsletter. Easiest way to find that is to Google County Cricket Newsletter. It's the first thing that comes up. <clears throat> Click on the subscribe. And if you're feeling generous, buy Richard a coffee. Richard Clark, the grumbler. Always great to chat. And obviously, we'll speak very soon. Cheers, Darren. Thanks for listening to 98 Not Out, the cricket podcast. 
Please subscribe to the show in your podcast app to make sure you see the new episode as it appears in your feed. And if you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help us introduce the show to even more people. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on the next episode.